we knew that the Florida Gators Pro Day was going to be a show. And man, it didn't disappoint. We'll talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, and NFL 33. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. Um, shooting from a different angle because it is very late. I just got home after, you know, two days of flights and driving long times, and it, it was great. But I'm just going to say this. The Florida Gators Pro Day was one of the coolest things I've ever been able to do. So thank you all for listening and, and tuning in and following and doing whatever you do that helps support this because, yeah, that was one of the coolest opportunities that I've ever gotten to go through. I got to meet Billy Napier, got to meet Sean Spencer, got to meet a bunch of people that I have no business meeting. So thank you all so much. And Pretty sure, yeah, uh, pretty sure today is two years to the date since I started this show, so um, I'm in heaven right now. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the interviews from the Pro Day, starting with Billy Napier. Now, the one that we start about is, or the one that we're starting with is, Billy Napier was asked about the talent at the Pro Day. And the thing to me that popped here was kind of his his first like sentence, his first bit, where he says, I wish to, I wish a couple of them would have stayed another year. And I think most of us acknowledge he is at the very least talking about Anthony Richardson. Cause why, why wouldn't you want that? Like, why wouldn't you want the guy who's potentially about to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft on your team in 2023, right? Him, Javon Dexter is, I think another one. I know that I am thought of as, not out on Javon Dexter, but I know that I'm kind of thought of as someone that's that's down on him, and I don't think that's necessarily true. I'm just not as bought in as others, which you could say is the same thing, but it's not that I'm down on him. He just does some things that frustrate me um, quite a bit. So there's that, but I will also say that it, it seems like it was just something that it was just nice to hear from Billy Napier to just go, oh, like, you know, we wish they would have stayed a couple years or another year, but they didn't wish him the best, all that stuff. Uh, but hear it from Billy Napier himself right here. Yeah, no doubt. Um, good group, you know. Certainly uh, wish a couple of them stayed in school another year. But um, <laughs> it's always um, it's great to see um, young people work extremely hard and have opportunities, you know, and, and – um, Got a lot of important people in the building today. I think that are a product of their hard work. Right? They've done things the right way on the field, off the field, and certainly uh, hopeful that they can create some momentum here as we approach the draft. After that, Billy Napier was asked about Osiris Torrance, and the question was basically 
Um, also, yeah, sorry for that angle, but it was literally me holding my phone right there <laughs> in front of him. So that's how it went. But um, the question was basically, at what point did you know that Osiris Torrance had the potential to be an NFL player? And I, I just loved the answer from Billy. Like, I love the honesty about him, him straight up laughing and going, well, we probably shouldn't have had him because he lists his measurables and everything. He's like, well, it probably shouldn't have been with Louisiana, but he was. Uh, and he talked about the physical traits that Osiris Torrance has. And from the outside looking in, we'll say, like, there's a reason that Osiris Torrance has met with uh, the LA Rams on Tuesday, the Atlanta Falcons on Tuesday, the Tennessee Titans on Tuesday, the New Orleans Saints on Tuesday. Like there is a very good reason that Osiris Torrance got the opportunity to meet with all those NFL teams on Tuesday alone. I saw him at dinner at Paisano's, <laughs> right right by campus. I saw him at dinner at Paisano's with Tennessee Titans assistant offensive line coach Mike Sullivan, who Tennessee Titans assistant offensive line coach Mike Sullivan was also the guy that was running the offensive line drills at this Florida Pro Day. I don't know if that was something where maybe Mike Sullivan was like, hey, I want to see this, this Osiris Horns kid up close and personal let's do it. Or if that was the staff asked him to do that, or if they were kind of just like, anybody here want to do the drill? And he just raised his hand, but it's, it makes sense that Mike Sullivan, who again, Tennessee Titans, this is an offensive line coach paid extra attention to Osiris during the pro day itself. Like, like this is, this is a guy who's going to be an early NFL pick and he's probably going to make a lot of money. And now you get to hear Billy Napier, the head coach of the Florida Gators, who also, if you forgot, was the one that recruited and coached Osiris Torrance at Louisiana before coming to Florida here. Yeah, I mean, you knew pretty pretty early this guy. We probably shouldn't have this guy. You know, <laughs> uh, six foot five, you know, 335 pounds. And, you know, the starter got hurt in the first game his freshman year. He goes in the game, and the rest is history, right? So showed to be a really instinctive, smart football player. This really come easy to him. Really bright. Um, so, yeah, thank goodness for early sound period. Opening day has come and gone. It was yesterday, but it's still a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app it's safe secure super easy to use and look I, I told you all on I think it was the Thursday show where yesterday show where I told you I said look what I'm betting is Mets minus one and a half so Mets to win by two runs or more and I'm betting that at plus 146 so it's plus money if it hits guess what the Mets won score five to three so the bet hit so I'm just saying you're welcome. Probably won't hit again, but you're welcome. Don't miss the chance for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And for this second segment, 
Um, we're not going to be joined by, but we are going to have a couple of clips from interviews of Anthony Richardson after the pro day, which by the way, oh my goodness, some of these throws. I've got some loser in my Twitter mentions like right now, uh, talking trash about some of the Anthony Richardson throws, like the last one that went 74 yards. Um, and that loser is just like, you don't know anything about timing. That's a bad throw. Blah, blah, blah. That guy trains Charlie Brewer, who couldn't make it at Baylor, who couldn't make it at Utah, and couldn't make it at Liberty. So do you think I give a damn about that guy's opinion? Hmm. Because clearly, he doesn't know what good quarterback play looks like. Uh, but I digress. But Anthony Richardson was asked at one point about his tools not matching his potential. And... He, he was asked about that and how he responds when NFL teams ask about that. But it's also important to note that, like, outside of Florida Gators, there wasn't that much hype surrounding Anthony Richardson. Like, th there was hype. Don't get me wrong. There was hype of, like, oh, this guy, like, keep an eye on him. And then the Utah game happened, and he blew up. But... This wasn't a thing where NFL executives were like, oh, that backup, like all the way back in 2020, they weren't like, oh, that backup for the Florida Gators, it's going to be good. 2021, when he was occasionally rotating, and they are like, oh, damn, he hurdled the dude. Cool. But we haven't seen him really play quarterback yet. NFL executives, scouts, like, like they don't have that perception of Anthony Richardson having that insane ceiling for so long. We do, as Florida Gators-centric people, whether you're media, other players, fans, whatever. We do. They don't pay attention to most of that as backups. Like, there's so many. I spoke to an NFL head coach at the Senior Bowl. So this was after his team had been eliminated from the playoffs or didn't make play. Like, his season was over. So after his season was over, I spoke to an NFL head coach at the Senior Bowl. And I was like, hey what are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Cause you're a team that might need a quarterback. And you know what he told me? This was February. He said, I, I haven't watched a second of college film yet. Okay. So this is February, two months before the NFL draft. And this guy hadn't watched a second of NFL film. Do you think they had these insane expectations for Anthony Richardson? Cause they didn't. So it's as simple as that. It's like, it's not a matter of his tools or his play not matching his potential. That only happened really in the state of Florida. And if you hate the University of Florida, like if you're a Georgia fan, like it made sense. But for the most part, that wasn't anything that happened. But hey, hear it from AR himself. Uh, I haven't really gotten that question. You know, um, a lot of people, they have their own take about it, you know, um, but things happen for a reason. That's the, that's just the way I see it. You know, I can't control everything. You know, I do feel like I'm a great player. You know, I do feel like I end up in a great situation. But I've really been asked that question. You know, but you know, uh, I'm really I'm willing to work. I'm willing to get better. And uh, anything that gives me, I'm gonna work for it. In this last clip, I just liked how Anthony Richardson answered it because he was asked about you know being injured every year, and yeah, he starts off by saying you know first year I wasn't hurt. I was just backing up Kyle Trask and stuff like that. And I wanted to, uh, I guess, highlight this answer because to me it makes a lot of sense where there are Florida Gators fans who um, Anthony Richardson was keeping himself healthy 
at certain points in the season, maybe wasn't running as much as we wanted him to. Um, and, and I know the phrase sandbagging is all over Twitter for it. Um, you know, being selfish, putting himself first guy was staying healthy. Okay. And also don't forget a good portion of the season. He was told, Hey, you need to stay healthy because we don't have a backup that we're comfortable with. And that's not like some hush hush thing. I'm saying that's like Billy Napier was in press conferences saying that. Like he was like, yeah, no, Anthony needs to stay healthy. We don't have a comfortable backup situation. So this isn't this insane theory, but I did think that it was important to hear from Anthony Richardson about just him, his, what, I guess, uh, him dealing with injuries, what led to him changing his mindset and what led to him continuing to keep that mindset change as he's getting ready for the NFL. But again, hear it from AR himself. First year I wasn't injured, you know, we just had Kyle Trier, that's, that's a great QB, you know, so uh, trying to fight and get that starting job from him, you know, uh, definitely a challenge, you know, that, that's a great QB. Uh, the second year I did deal with injuries, you know, but everything happens for a reason, you know, I'm glad you know, it happened to me, you know, uh, it, it showed how much I needed to take care of my body, I didn't know that uh, the years prior, so uh, going through that, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened. You know, it's, it helped me, you know, make that decision to put more work and effort into my body. And then this previous year, you know, just being on the field a lot more and, and getting a lot more experience, you know, it, it was definitely a blessing. So thank, I'm thankful for Coach Napier for trusting in me and thankful for the team for trusting in me. We're a day away from April, so it's it's getting late in the year. If you're trying to get fit, trying to eat healthier, trying to get right, Make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Like it, it's just, it's a fantastic tool to use. It really is. Just make sure you are staying healthy, eating a delicious snack. Because I've said it a million times, I do have a hardcore sweet tooth. Like it's very bad. But luckily for me, Built Bar is one is coated in 100% chocolate already. Most bars have 130 calories and just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein, and they are finally in stores so you can go to built or builtbar.com to get yourself that built bar or you can go to your local walmart or sam's club and get yourself a built bar to wrap up today's show we are joined not really but joined by javon dexter florida gators defensive tackle and there's a couple of things that i liked when he spoke about when, when he spoke with the media just because they were interesting things to hear. It wasn't this revolutionary thing, but you know, he was asked about which position he thinks he's best at or what he thinks his best fit is at the next level. And he mentioned, you know, uh, I, I like the ability to play the three tech or the two I, and I'll explain what those are in a second. But it's important to note that both of those are thought of as like gap shooting type of defensive tackles, which is exactly what he should be doing. He's an athletic freak. He should be a gap shooting son of a gun. And the way that you do that is you put him at the three tech, which the three tech is, again, thought of as the pass rushing defensive tackle. Uh, if you're in a three four, it's thought of as a D end usually, which is why Javon Dexter was listed as a defensive end this year, even though he was still playing defensive tackle. The three tech is very much a defensive tackle, um, which three tech, let's say I'm the guard, which, you know, I've played guard before once, literally one snap. Uh, the center is on my right. The three tech is on my outside shoulder. So the three tech is above the shoulder of the guard towards the tackle. The two eye, opposite side. 
So the two eye is above the shoulder of the guard, but towards the center. And the three tech is above the shoulder of the guard, but towards the offensive tackle. So that, that's just what that means. That's your pass rushing thought of type. That's not your nose tackle. Like that's not your Desmond Watson. Your Desmond Watson isn't shooting gaps. He's just filling them. That's all he's doing. But again, heard from Jervon Dexter himself. You mean as uh, far as position on the line of scrimmage? Uh, I think I'm, I do pretty good at the uh, three tech, um, or or I do well at at the, uh, at the G, uh, the two I as well. So Jervon Dexter here, like like he compared himself to Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, and I mean that he compared himself to Chris Jones. He said like, "Hey, I've been told so often that." I remind people of Chris Jones. They showed it at the combine. Like NFL teams have said it to me. We're similar sizes. And I, I'm going to throw up this graphic because I do want you to see it. By It's RAS.Football. It, that's the website. Math Bomb, Kentley Platt right here has it. And all these numbers might mean just absolute nothing to you. But just know the highest you can get on any of these scales is a 10. Okay? The highest you can get on any of these scales is a 10. And Javon Dexter is a 9.69, the 96.9 percentile amongst all defensive tackles to ever work out at the combine. So he is a physical freak, and there's a lot of green for Javon Dexter's name. There's a red that's a very bad red with the bench, but there's a lot of green there for Javon Dexter. So, yeah, he's he's pretty much a, a complete physical freak, but... Here he talks about the comparison to Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones. Compared to uh, Chris Jones a lot, um, so even hit. Um, really, I mean, like I think um, one one team they kind of uh, literally compare everything. Like we're equivalent to height, wingspan, um, um, game tape uh, is uh, very similar. So um, even at the combine, I think they compared us. Like our forties were similar. Our, our uh, shuttles and hand. Size is similar, so really pretty much everything. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free revenues in the podcast. We'll be back probably Monday. I don't think we're going to have a bonus show this week, but I wouldn't rule it out, okay? I'll say that. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, and NFL 33, and I'll see you all when I see you.